Okay. Good morning, guten Morgen, Lars Lienhardt, <laughs> with my German accent. Yeah, guten Morgen, Alberto, good morning. <laughs> yeah, so, so, nice to, so nice to talk to you, really. Um, I mean, I've, I've been following you, like, you know, kind of stalking a little bit on, on, on social media, and then some friends of mine have, like, followed you, and, and then just getting to know you, it's been really pretty cool oh. hearing some of your stories. Yeah, it's an honor to hear that. That you follow me because I follow you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really like what you did, what you're doing over there in LA. It's a, it's fantastic. I I like fighting. Mm. Um, I like watching fighting, <laughs> <laughs> and it's 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 amazing what um, these athletes are able to do. So yeah, yeah. What do you what do you, what do you think? What do you, like compared to like other? I mean, other. You're, you're involved with how many like different sports are do you like do you work with yeah oh i i work in a, a lot of sports arenas so mm -hmm. uh, mainly my most athletes are from professional soccer but and then followed by track and field mm -hmm. winter sports and then some speed skating table tennis so but it's very random so most of them are, are professional soccer players i think yeah mm -hmm. And so, like we were just saying, like, and and no matter what what country, what place you are in the world, if you, you know, if you watch fighting, you kind of, or especially like MMA, boxing, kind of too, mm -hmm. right? But mm -hmm. it, everybody can understand like the yeah. <laughs> what's going on. So wrestling, some kind of grappling, is in every culture. Mm. It, it is so deeply wired in our nature. So a lot of reflexes in our brain are made for protect us yeah and fighting yeah <laughs> um not on uh on purpose but we are wired to it at some point mm. yeah so it's always interesting for me yeah. and you know dr cop my yeah. mentor right his background is fighting yeah so yeah <laughs> it's always yeah i, I just like it It's, yeah. it's very, very, very special when you see these guys um, having are so deeply involved in what they are doing. Yeah. And it, I think you can't compare to any other sport. Yeah, I mean, it's just cra it's crazy. What <laughs> I mean, you know, I've only done right this the, the fighting, but it's like the weight cuts. How much goes into like the. Just to, of course to prepare like any other sport, but just the mm -hmm. weight cut. There's like a fight before the fight, oh, so yeah. you have to cut like. I mean, they're making rules now, so you can't cut as much weight as you know people are doing. Mm -hmm. But I mean, you you take away all the water out of your body. <laughs> I mean, you do so many. You know, you, you diet to get to the certain point, and then the last last like day, you you be, do a bathtub where it sucks out all the water and also out of your brain. And then, you know, hopefully you rehydrate and then the hopefully. next day, and the next day you, you're, you know, you're fighting, you know, you're, you're giving yeah. everything, you're fighting, so you're getting punched in the head. your uh, economic control system, the insulin has a lot to do. I mean, a lot to where do. does that, where does that strength come from? You know, I'm like, wow, you know, like the things that you put your body through and then to overcome all those things and mm -hmm. be able to perform. It's, yeah, I mean. Is this, yeah. <laughs> I, I I really like it. I had the same uh, uh, problem with the white lifter, mm. so he cut it weight to be to uh, compete in another white class, mm. and he just said, "Oh, that's tough. <laughs> that's tough." They're not used to it, yeah. And especially the last kilo he set, 
but it cost him too much strength. But mm. but it's yeah, it's he, he did okay. He did it did better or. <sighs> As everything, when you do it the first time, mm. it sucks, I think. <laughs> when, when you are used to it, so when you do it over and over, three times a year, I think the brain is more, it's not so afraid what's going on. Mm. Uh, with the combination losing weight, losing strength and do stuff and yeah. compete at a highly stress level like World Cup yeah. or World Championships. Yeah. Um, it was not optimal. Yeah. It was okay, I think. No? Yeah. I mean, in the fighting, like when I see, some, you know, sometimes it's too much for people and they perform maybe better, maybe worse, yeah? Mm -hmm. So just, yeah, it depends on, yeah. But it's, it's good to see how you do. Maybe you perform better and then you know, hey, that's just a good way for me. Mm -hmm. But you don't know until you try. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah. That's my, my experience. So at, at some point, it's predictable for our brain. Yeah. And then she knows, okay, I can't fight. I, I'm not dying. <laughs> it is okay. I'm used to it. So let's go. Yeah. <laughs> you mentioned the World Cup. So <laughs> yeah. we talked a little bit last night about yeah. the World Cup and and uh, all right. So I gotta I gotta you know I gotta bring it up. And so how was it being in Brazil? Okay, with the German team. I mean, okay, <laughs> one just being there. I'm in mm -hmm. Brazil. Yeah. South America. I mean Brazil. You know. Mm -hmm. I mean it's. It's a religion, like we were saying. It's yeah, a, yeah. You know, the whole country stops when there's a, when there's a game. Yeah, right? I, I've saw it live. Yeah. <laughs> and then Germany winning, you know. Yeah. I mean, just you know. It 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 was crazy. Um, <coughs> my first answer is, how was Brazil? It was hot. <laughs> so at the at the beginning, I wear shoes, and then after. A couple of hours, shoes off, it's just too hard. It's not really hard, but the humanity, yeah. it, it, well, it flip, kills flip, us. Flip-flops. <laughs> <laughs> just waking up, saying good morning and sweating after. <laughs> so the first days were very sweaty. Um, but being a, a part uh, of, the, uh, uh, <laughs> of, of that team was... Because it was completely new for me. So mm -hmm. I had a, a, a couple of um, national team players before. Mm -hmm. So I'm used in working in soccer. Right. But I'm not used to belong to a team. <laughs> yeah. And so that was completely new for me. Um, so it, it had, li like, like life, different sides. There was a really, really good side. So I can support... The, the athlete, I can support the team, but on the other hand, oh, I was not so used to how re to react in a team environment. Mm. So, which hierarchy is there? Mm. What to do? I, I think I made every Politics, thing, yeah. uh, f uh, uh, mistake I should do. I was too early at the breakfast. I was yeah, before the players. I took my breakfast. I had my coffee, and then it was a no go. But I had no idea. Nobody taught me. So, in the team environment, there there are rules, and I'm not used to it because I'm uh, like a rebel. I always took what I wanted and made what I wanted. So from in inside, uh, and being a team player, it's a different part. So there was this component that was new for me, and I got a lot of. I made some mistakes, um, 
but being in Brazil, <laughs> working with these people, yeah. helping out whenever I, I can, that, yeah, and the, the people in Brazil, yeah, that was interesting because it's a complete different culture. You, mm. you can't compare it. Yeah. So natural. So, uh, I would say, at some kind, sexual, mm. because everything just grows there. Mm. <laughs> yeah. It's a paradise I, in a way, yeah. I mean, you, you drop a, a piece of banana and then animals come and eat it up in in literally ten Seconds, minutes yeah, it's yeah. gone. <laughs> it's so natural. It's so yeah, so growing. So that was interesting. Yeah. So uh, normally, I as an example, I I got allergies a little. Mm. Yeah, when I'm in in Germany and there nothing. I was so healthy being in in, in Brazil. Oh. oh, really? Okay, you didn't have anything. I was gonna say, and I, I always feel so. I always feel so good when I'm in Brazil. Like my skin, my yeah. just the way I feel, the way I, the air. <laughs> Sorry not to talk about soccer, yeah. but <laughs> when they asked me how was Brazil, that is because it was so new for me. Yeah, just to had uh, five weeks, feeling just my body wise perfect, <laughs> and yeah, in regards to to the games, so. I mean, everybody knows uh, we did a good job. The team was pretty, pretty awesome. And um, so I watched every game. What's that? I watched every game. Uh -huh, yeah. And what happened after we won against Brazil was, I've never seen that. So first, as Neymar went out of the, right, right. Of the game, hurt, yeah. the whole country was, really, they were sad. I mean, we have a big soccer culture in, in Europe. Of course, so, yeah. But they get aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, or something like that. So, but, but they were sad. It's different. They our, really, yeah, they yeah. felt their heart bleeding when Neymar couldn't uh, continue to play. And then there was yeah, the, this big bomb, seven to, to run against Brazil. And everything was quiet. It, it was so strange in the in the uh, arena in mm. the stadium to see because it was every shot was a goal. It was so strange. Yeah. Never, ever had any one of us, anyone in Brazil, any any of the player expected this. Yeah. It was I I can't <laughs> remember four zero in twenty five minutes, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's I've never seen anything whoa. like it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, but they beat us up the next game. <laughs> For this tournament, it was pretty good. Yeah, and see how a complete nation reacts. Yeah, that that was pretty pretty new. And then I gather some more information of 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 the culture. I, yeah, I think how deeply they can put their heart into something. Mm -hmm. Passionate people. Yeah. yeah. It seems so. Yeah. Yeah. And this is why they win so often, I think. Five-time World Cup champion. Huh? But we have four. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting. Like the Brazil style, the Brazil style of soccer compared to like a German style, for example. Yeah. yeah. It's so interesting to me. And yeah, and you can see the, the way the, the heart and the way the Brazilian people are. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's, uh, I spend like a lot of my, you know, you know, my, mm-hmm. my history in Brazil. And so it's a, it's a big part of me, who, mm-hmm. I, who I am. <laughs> so as a, as a brain-based practitioner, um, they really play. And playing is a, so when you look at the brain and when it's, it's effortless learning, when you don't have so many goals, uh, motor development is so huge by, while playing. That is why every animal, every uh, toddler, every youth, uh, uh, every child plays and develops while playing huge amount of skills. And they continue to play when they are old. Yeah, that is a huge difference, I think. Um, being so, being good w- w- with the ball, but they never stopped playing. Yeah, in their head, I think. Yeah, you can see it. Yeah, they are not afraid. Yeah, they have the ball and oh, what to do? What to do? They are relaxed in high stressful conditions, yeah, and just like to have fun with the ball. So it's always the best of them, yeah. But you can see it more often in these countries than in European countries. Mm. They are very disciplined, and that helps also, <laughs> yeah, because tactics also matter, yeah. Um, but um, in regards to what they tell the brain in a special stressful situation. Look, look at every world record. When you see a world record, I, I mean, look at Usain Bolt. He's playing the 100 meters. Yeah. You think, are you kidding? So he ran at his fastest speed ever. A human uh, uh, has run and was smiling and was relaxed and you and it was a 9.58 so ridiculous fast ridiculous fast and he was relaxed he just was relaxed and you can see that also um in a lot of brazil players mm. so they are at the end of physic capacity and still playing that is what i like and what I do a lot with, with people is start play again. Even with the real good soccer players. So to play again, like a, like a playful, like just... Learn tricks heart. again. Yeah. Something like yeah, that. Yeah. Be playful make, from mm-hmm. the heart, yeah. So, so how is your fun. relationship to the ball, to the game? Yeah. It's a big part if you have a why and if it makes fun what you're doing or it's just a job. You know what I mean? That's it. Yeah, that's it. That's was, Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it. And you can see that. Yeah. <laughs> and the the games, you know. Yeah. And I, I mean, we we were headed a little bit outside. So in Campo Bahia, that mm. it was where uh, we we trained and where we started from. Um, uh, and there was small villages with, with Brazilian people, and. I, I mean, they wake up, they have a ball and play on the streets. Yeah. Everywhere. Really. <laughs> it was fantastic. Yeah. So, and um, at the end, 
as we really, as I was able to hold the cup. Oof, man. <laughs> Honestly, I was drunken. Um, <laughs> because there was a big, big, big party. <coughs> Rihanna was there. Wow, man. Just, uh, she appeared there. Okay, that's Rihanna. Totally strange. But that happens on parties when you win the World Cup. People show up. But, um, yeah, <coughs> to, to have it in the hand for me, I'm out on... Um, Uh, how can you call it? I'm not a team sportsman. I came out of um, individual sport. Right. So track and field is my background. Yeah, so I was a hurdler, sprinter, pole vault. And so I'm not used to... Uh, but having the, the cup and, and everyone was... Uh, And party and yelling and shouting and clapping. It was a pretty good feeling. <laughs> and you know, the cup is magic. So what, it's just what do you, what do you, what, how do, what, like, go back in time and, I mean, what, what goes through your head when you're, when you're holding, I mean, the world, the, the trophy, the World Cup trophy? Because I'm not out of soccer. It was not so, right. it was not that magic as you can see. Right. People were crying. Sure. At, yeah. at the party. Because at the party, we are allowed just to hold it. Yeah? Because it was standing there. Yeah. So we take selfies. Yeah. We, we took selfies and <laughs> just being proud uh, on yeah. the pictures with, uh, with the players. We can take pictures. Some of them were, were crying. So just really, really... Um, so a lot of different um, feelings here. Yeah. But I think I was fucking proud. <laughs> yeah. So I just said, okay, there's this, there's this more real. So it was a little bit unreal when Mario shoots the goal and it was, and yeah, we, we did it. But so after a couple of hours, it was more, okay, yes, that is the cup. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's crazy when you think about how many people are watching this, this event and Watching. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we recognize after it. Yeah. So that then we, we got the statistic. Yeah. So millions over millions over millions just focus on that final game yeah. against Argentina. Yeah. So you guys, you know, I got, okay, the Brazil game, but then you got to make it up to Brazil by beating <laughs> yeah, yeah, Argentina. Yeah, finished that. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and it took long and it was an open game and yeah. So I think uh, for everybody who's watching, it was pretty, pretty, pretty intense. But for for us, it was like hell. <laughs> so you're saying how, you're telling me how how after you know, of course, there's so much, so much pressure, so much you know, emotion, so mm -hmm. so many things going on, and then after, like you you mentioned, how how everybody felt. It was just empty. Yeah. So just empty. Not because of a long party, yeah. yeah, but the weeks after. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, first, um, because it's such an intense um, um, situation, winning the World Cup in Brazil, yeah, as a European team, as a German team. Um, and then, yeah, so you, maybe you give all your energy. Yeah. And then just empty. So like some, okay, what's now? So 
you had to continue your basic world and it was so unreal. <laughs> yeah. So where we were with little energy over weeks, really. And I talked to a lot of people and they all get the same, some more, some less, but getting into normal life again yeah. was, Miss yeah, because we, it was, so at the, from the trainings camp in Switzerland, mm -hmm. Uh, no, in, in, in Italy, um, to the end, it was about seven weeks just being on that tournament and then finishing with, with, uh, with, with a win. Uh, and then normal life was, I just survived, honestly. It yeah. was pretty, pretty <laughs> The intense. highest of highs and then you gotta, you gotta go low to be able to get back to normal yeah, of yeah. life. Yeah. yeah, I can't. I can't imagine, but you know, it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, and, and and you know, as I told you before, I'm was never a real part of the team, so I was also also it was a lot of pressure, and yeah. and you feel it, and then it was off, and everything was off <laughs> for yeah. a short time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, tell me a little bit about like you know, you neuro, you're the neuro guy, right? You're the, yeah, I mean, it's a different way, right? It's a different yeah. way, a new way, and. Yeah. Um, How did you get going in it? Like, can you tell me a little bit of like uh, history and? Yeah. So, um, <coughs> so I studied sports science. Yeah, I'm. A, I came from sports science, and I always was a trainer since I was five. My mother said, or, or four. <laughs> I trained all the kids on the playground, really, it, for long jumps. So, Interesting. Yeah. So from my heart, I'm a trainer, or, or more, maybe a coach. I don't know the, and. Um, so uh, during my university time, I trained pretty successful, if you can say it, um, a track and field group. Mm. Um, and um, one of them was, was injured in my training. So, and I think when an athlete got injured, because in my training, it is my fault. It is not his body. I didn't check if what I gave to him, he was capable to do. So there's a profile of the exercise, of the workout, and I haven't checked it if the athlete is able to do it on this day, in this moment. Um, so I felt guilty for that injury. So, and then it was traditional. So he gave, gave uh, doctor, physio, osteo, practitioner, etc., etc. At one point, they said, okay, the tissue is back again. So no symptoms anymore, strength is back again, tissue is healed. So let's go continue training. And then, I think every trainer knows that he was injured at the same spot again. Yeah? Mm. While doing same, same spot, yeah, mm -hmm. same area, yeah, yeah, but same muscle, same, yeah, yeah same movement, mm. uh, but lower intensity was enough to do it yeah. again. So I was pissed, <laughs> and I was wondering, okay, so everybody says it's it's okay, tissue sealed, yeah, so on a mechanical base, on a uh, physiological base. And in regards of the symptom, everything seems to be clear. But he was injured again. 
So I wrap my head around, so what can I do else? Yeah, so I was deeply, became deeply interested in, it was the middle of the 2000s, maybe 2004 or five, I, I, I'm not sure, maybe six, but I, I think around five, 2005. So I went deeply into um, the so-called functional training mm -hmm. to see what can I get out of this. Mm -hmm. And because the theory was a little bit cleverer, And it made more sense to use more movement, to, mm -hmm. uh, um, to load movements instead of muscle groups. So came a little bit more away from a real biomechanical approach to training. And um, it was good. It was better, but still had not the results I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. So, and then you see people like Roger Federer, yeah, who... Or, or, who there are some people they dominate their sports yeah and honestly they never get injured yeah, yeah. and there are some of the tra uh, athletes who are when they are fit they they are very very top but they get injured all the time and they can beg why, yeah. Well, why? Yeah. yeah so For me, it was the question, so what is the difference? Yeah? And at the end, I was wondering, it's all about movement. It's just movement. So I dive deeper into, hi, what is movement? How it, where it starts, how it is created. So, and then when you jump deeper into movement, um, oh, All of a sudden, there's a brain. <laughs> yeah? And the brain controls movement. It lives from movement. It is built up from movement. It chooses movement to survive. Yeah? And this was my way. So, one was injured, and I was... Aha moment. Yeah, and then... Yeah, and then I searched for... Yeah, just more in functional training, and then there was a debate about tension while uh, tension in regards to performance. And I think, I'm, I'm not sure there was some, uh, uh, it was between Pavel Satsuli, mm -hmm. yeah, I like his work. Yes. Uh, and Dr. Eric Kopp. Mm -hmm. One was saying, tense up, tense up, tense up, tension, 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 coward. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what makes sense at some point. And this doc guy, Dr. Eric Kopp, mm -hmm who said, okay, be relaxed as possible. Yeah, and that made more sense because look at what do the best of the best do. Do they look completely tense up or do they look even under massive amount of tension, look relaxed? When you showed me the picture of the long jumper <laughs> winning the world championship, world championship, right? Yeah, she was completely relaxed in the air and jumped seven meter 30. I don't know what in inches, yeah. <laughs> but it is a very good jump, yeah? So, <coughs> I just bought, um, it was 2008 or nine, and just bought the, uh, the stuff from Dr. Eric Kopp, just, it was videos. Mm -hmm. And with not much explanation, so you did some eye work, you did some a lot of mobility work, 
and I was okay really do a nice circle do a pencil push-up with the eyes and okay because it was not much said about it just it focused on the central nervous system but hey I give it a shot and just did it and with awesome results and then I was addicted and then I jumped into the neurocentrical pulse uh, uh, from Dr. Eric Cobb and the Z Health system, and I mean there are other systems out there mm -hmm. who focus on. But I love the more detailed ones, not using grow neural approaches mm -hmm. to movement, and they were really good. But he get got me. I yeah. can't say it that way. So I was addicted, spent all my money to his courses, and that was my way. Yeah. And then I just find the special way to apply it into high elite sports. And that is what I'm doing until now. Amazing. And um, you encountered some resistance? <laughs> Had some, some issues? <laughs> Still? <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, I'm an athlete trainer and I'm... Uh, uh, I'm a track and field trainer. So, um, and you know, there's a whole society in sports that is strength and conditioning. Yeah? And when I started the block, neuroathletic training, um, that is what... Neuro neurokinetic I, training, yeah. Neuroathletic. Athletic, athletic. Neuroathletic training. Yeah. Nah? So that is why... I, um, because I, we have to figure out the name for what I'm doing. Right. Yeah? And I called it neuroathletic training. Because the athletic components, I train in the set specific manner in their sports. Mm -hmm. So... Um, and this approach I just called neuroathletic training. And um, and then, when you are honestly, if you don't focus on the how the brain reacts to a given input, often strength training is not good. In regards to performance, not in regards to strength. Mm -hmm. there, there is an adaptation in strength, of course, but does it help me to kick the ball? Does it help me to uh, explode all of the blocks? that I, where it is from interest, yeah? So I need strength that matters. So when you wrote on the block, hey, be careful with strength training with your athlete as an athlete trainer. Yeah, it's like, um, it, <laughs> like laughing about their religion. So it's a huge, Shit storms. Yeah, I went through many, many, many bad times, but I believed in the system and it is clever. And everything we do, the brain is the CEO of all that. So how strong I am, how good I move, how precise, how coordinated. How strong, how, su how supple, right? <laughs> yeah, it is just an output after a lot of neural things happening in the back of your head before that. It's an output. So we are so output focused mm -hmm. and what I choose is much more easy to 
focus on the input and the interpretation. Before the brain builds a movement plan and which is sent to the uh, muscles, we can alter the movement plan mm -hmm. and make it better so that the movement program is better and when you just focus on the end result at some point it works everybody knows it yeah do your reps but you can do better reps <laughs> you know like i'm doing a lunge and my lunge is still unstable it's still not perfect but then you work on the you know on the brain yeah on reflexive stability uh uh, uh muscle tone modulation instead of focusing on the output of like my lunge okay do this with your your knee uh, torque your knee out you you focus on the input and then it changes instead of doing thousands of reps yeah. of course you, can, you know I'm, you're doing it in a in a in a I mean, I mean if you can do it in a few minutes you felt it with your wrist Yes. Exactly. So I wanted to bring that up. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I broke my wrist 15 years ago. Yeah. In, in, uh, in a sparring one week before a fight. I didn't know it was broken for six months. And uh, it's been getting better. You know, I, my, my, I do mm -hmm. tack fit and it's been getting better. But I haven't had been able to, I haven't been able to have the full, uh, you know, mobility. I haven't yeah. been range able to go range was, of motion. My range was, of motion. Okay. Okay. You look to me. You like to, you know, do this, this and that. And in less than five minutes... I got my full range of motion back that I haven't had in 15 years. Yeah. Okay. So let's, let's you, gotta, <laughs> so, you, gotta, you gotta talk about what you did. Yeah. Okay. What nobody knows, I'm magic. <laughs> <laughs> I have magical hands and that is uh, the, the end of the story. No. <laughs> because when... Let's, the, let's, let's go, let's go, nerd, nerd, uh, you know. <laughs> then at the beginning I was called in the press in Europe, uh, the voodoo man. It's voodoo, it's voodoo. It's yeah, the it's guru. Voodoo. It was voodoo, yeah. And they were all right. Uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not kidding. So <clears throat> when you have an old issue and it still hurts, um, there's something going on like a pain tag. Yeah, so pain tag. Mm. Yeah, the, the brain creates um, re a reflexive trigger-based response to protect your wrist yeah so but the end result is pain the pain is an action signal that you will be remembered not to use it that much mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah? because the the information from that area are so badly that it's not predictable for the brain to use it in uh in every kind of situation yeah, so when you go into um, some mobility and the brain has all the efferent inputs mm -hmm. from there, I can't control it anymore. I give you a pain signal not to go any further. And that is clever at some point, but not for 15 years. Yeah. So it got a habit. Yeah, so and then... Um, there are special brain areas that are involved. So the thalamus, we didn't have to jump deeply into it, yeah? But... Yeah, please, talk a little bit about it, because I'm, you know, I, okay. think, I think it's good to yeah, okay. talk the technical things, just, you know, a few yeah. minutes. So, um... Because you went, you, instead of, you know, on the wrist, you went into my brain. Yes. And you went into my brain, you, you know, you got your tool, your tool bag, and you went into my brain. Yeah, and, yeah. and within less than five minutes, yeah. my wrist was fixed. So we start again. Um, so wrist motion is the output. Yeah? So we can 
just mobilize it and mobilize it and work on output, output, right, output. Right. But you have done it. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I know your work ethic. I yeah. You done your reps. Yeah. And it got better and perfect. You can live with it. Yeah. But now we focus on the input. And on special, so there is, the brain gets information and there are areas in the brain that analyze and uh, inter interprets the signal that's coming from the periphery into the brain. So, and there's one brain area, it's called the thalamus. The main neural nuclei that this layer are for um, differentiating things. So when you have a bad information in, in your wrist, so the thalamus says, okay, I'm not sure what's going on there. Brain, please send a pain signal to that uh, area so that we are safe. Yeah? And um, so then I focus on that brain area, the thalamus. So I give you just exercises to differentiate um, your wrist again. Yeah? So that the thalamus just gets more active and gets more information. So you just looked at wrists and fingers from the outside. Mm -hmm. Yeah? So right-left discrimination um, an issue in um, right-left diminution is a is a huge. Um, you can say, oh, mm. so people who have chronic pain issues like you had, often have an issue in right-left discrimination. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I use this to target. Um, the um, thalamus. Mm -hmm. So it's some kind of thalamic re-education so that he gets new information and though we went from uh, right-left discrimination to mirror drilling so I used an app that is a mirror yeah. so when you look at when you use uh, um, uh, so we looked at your right hand and your brain thinks it was the left. Right, because, because of the app. The app changed it to my left wrist. Yeah. So I'm pushing my right wrist yeah. into the range of motion that my left could never do or couldn't do for the last yeah. 15 years. And now the thalamus sees with the visual system your left hand and the proprioceptive information came from the right. So it has to be very, very active to discriminate this, to 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 um, make decisions, hey, what is important, what not, and so we get the thalamus more active and active and active, and then the pain tag was gone. Yeah, and then you used your right, uh, your left wrist. Yeah, and it was okay for the brain to do it. Yeah, because it was more sure what's going on. So it is not perfectly described because it's very, very complex and I made it very, very simple. Sure. But yeah, we focus on thalamic re-education first. Yeah. And so... Or, 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 or voodoo. Or voodoo. Or, <laughs> like I said, um, all that they haven't counted was voodoo. <laughs> yeah, so it was a top-down instead of bottom-up. That's it. 
Yeah. And there are a lot. I mean, there are so many clever training systems out there. There are so many good trainers out there. But at the end of the day, sometimes it is very, very specific. And it is individual. And then you can't do a one-fits-all program. Right. It doesn't work. It works at, a speci- at some point. But then it stops. And the brain needs more information to be safe and have a good predictive capacity mm-hmm. about the movement. If not, it stops it. That's it. Yeah, so the brain is the biggest performance enhancer and has the most capacity to stop it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for elite sports or for every kind of sports, we know so much right now about the brain. It's still unbelievable complicated. But there are guys out there that it is trainable. So it's just applied neuroanatomy. Mm-hmm. It's just applied neuroscience. We didn't made it up. Yeah. So there's no voodoo about it. There's no guessing and belief system that we change or mental effort that we change. No. No. This is the way the brain areas talk to each other. We can use these communication pathways to address specific brain areas that are in charge of movement control. So at the end, the output, the movement gets better and freaking fast. I mean, less than five minutes, 15 years I've been trying, right? 15 yeah, years. But to be honest, for all the people that are hearing, it's not done yet. Right. Of course, now I you, lot, but right. I, I got it. I got it. I have you full have range of... You have one perfect rep. And that's, that's all I need. That's all I need. And then you I can continue. It. And it. then you can Make get your reps ready. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Then you can use clubbells again. Yeah. But with a better functioning wrist. Yes. And then it gets mobile. It gets more clear. It gets predictable yeah. again. And at the end, it is there again. And it is... Yeah. You can yeah, do that. Amazing, the, amazing. Yeah. It is really strange. And it, it seems like we do at some point. Yeah. Sometimes it's easier to say it's voodoo. Than yeah, yeah, okay. It's voodoo, man. Yeah, just so believe me. And believe me, guys, I'm very expensive. <laughs> you know, I, I wanted to ask you, like, like personal things. Like, um, yeah. you know, like this neuro stuff. You know, like we heard Dr. Cobbs, he say yesterday, like, you know, he, he likes, you know, he, he does, he continues to do it after all these years because mm-hmm. he loves neuro and he loves people that do neuro. Yeah. Does this, uh, does this, how does this neuro stuff make you feel? Does it fulfill you? Yeah, um, because, I mean, uh, we had a couple of good talks the last day, mm-hmm. and I'm very passionate. Us, us yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so um, there's, um, it was interesting, and I'm very grateful for, you, for talking with you, and um, so I always had this passion. I, I can't tell you why, but I love human performance I just love it and so I studied sports science I was um, some kind of elite athlete so international mm-hmm. um, ranked um, so I'm always into that I love watching athletes regardless of their sports yeah I love to watch high-end elite performance so I'm very passionate about it. And the neurocentric approach 
was the first approach who gave me real deeply answers how it is functioning. Yeah? So, um, I came from science. <laughs> so, so All right, thank you. Um, everything that is called evidence-based. Right. <laughs> Evidence-based. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Quotation mark. Do not let us talk about that. <laughs> but, um, so, but the results were... I told you where I came into this, yeah? So, they were not rather not as they tell us. The way our body is functioning is brain-driven. So, to fulfill my uh, passion, I, I stayed there and just focused on, hey, how is the brain controlling it? The, I got there out the most aha effects, mm -hmm. the most effects for my clients in regards to performance. This is unbelievable. And there were answers. There were real answers, and I could um, be very, very specific. And mm -hmm. that is what I like. Precise, yeah. Individual. I always know that is is individual, but honestly, we didn't know exactly why and how to test it and how to make a profile of an athlete, what's going on in the brain. And right now, we have so much information how the brain is functioning. We are not at the end, not at all. Right, right. But we, we can use it. It's a playable. It is organized. And we can use the communication. And this is why I continue there, because it never stops learning there. Because, hey, we look honestly, the last 15 years we look in our brains. So we get more and more information each week. Yeah. And so it never stops. Mm -hmm. So it's not like a biomechanical approach. Okay, we got it. That is how it functions. So it is endless learning <laughs> because it's new. It's a new discipline, it's a new perspective. So um, I never lose motivation um, while using a neuroscientific approach. It's never the same. So you meet one athlete and he has a vestibular system issue because of his neck. Then you get to another athlete, he has a vestibular issue because of the vestibular organs. Then you find the next um, athlete, he has a vestibular issue because of the eyes. Yeah, so it is not one fits all. It makes my life more interesting, mm -hmm. and I like to go into the detail. I just wanted to know how it is functioning. That is my passion. Yeah, and then for me, it's that perfect way to go. And that is yeah to get it, results, huh? Get these kind of results makes that, that that's your. I mean, for me, how how did it make you feel? I mean, in less than five minutes, I have work to do still, but. I mean, come on, I haven't been able to move my, my wrist. And honestly, it's a sign of hope. Remember, take it more in the f into the future. Wouldn't it be nice that all our kids were checked what their eyes are doing before they try to lead, uh, uh, learn reading? Mm -hmm. Maybe you have an issue with the coordination of the eyes, then it is almost impossible for the brain to concentrate on reading. 
and the little kids freak out. Yeah? They have to do something. They have to move to relax again. Because the visual impact is so huge on the brain. Yeah. And they are very, very confused. And now sit still, try to read, yeah. and they can't. It's a, such a sad story. Wouldn't it be nice if before people go into school, haven't checked that we have checked their this eyes? Is, yeah. It is so important because at the end they think they are stupid. Yeah. Or I have learning disabilities yeah. or, or something like that. Yeah. Sometimes they are really um, pathologic um, disorders, but very, very seldom. Very, very seldom. And we can do a lot about it. Yeah. But we have to we these have to address trans- the brain. These things transcend just elite sports. It's these No, it is about human movement. Yeah. About everybody, yeah. The this, yeah. this stuff can <laughs> so powerful, yeah. 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 And um <coughs> it it is um fantastic that there are guys out there like TechFit, mm-hmm. like that uses this kind of systems. Yeah to get the best out of the athlete or out of the health, out of the how can I feel as a human being? Mm-hmm. Because it's, it's always input-driven. We are input-driven. Our brain needs this, let me say it, fucking input yeah. to survive at the very best level. How I feel, it depends on the input. How it's coming in. How I react in a social environment depends on the input. We have brain areas for social um, behavior. And when the brain area is not well functioning, well, let us talk about the social behavior. Yeah? You know, you, you uh, how many books? You just finished an, another the book? Th- third book. Yeah. The third book. Okay, yeah. can you talk to me a little bit about, um, yeah, the, you know, the, the, yeah, talk to me about some of the, the latest one and so the, the first book was from a trainer to a trainer because as we talked about it um, um, the it is complicated to deal with the brain so when you get your certification in neural neural approach to in the health or whatever yeah it is not easy it's complicated still and we thought we should write a book to make it simple mm. where to start how to apply it how to test it how to train it and how to implement it in more and more specific manner that is the first book mm-hmm. the second book was about um how it's for broader publicum so more for the fitness world and also for trainers and yeah. athletes how to test the um, different movement control systems. So how to test the eyes, how to test the vestibular system, and what is in charge of it. So what's also in the back. So what are the supporting systems that you have to remember when you deal with the eyes? What are the supporting systems in your brain that used to be fired first before you used your vestibular system? That, so the second book was more about um, so we have systems like the vision, the vestibular system, the proprioceptive system, and how to test it, and how to build it and train it. Mm. Where, so the progression, where to start and where to end. 
So it's more based on the different systems. And then a part was more to um, getting some information about reflexive and voluntary movement and how to use the different system to either enhance reflexive stability, what is the major part when you are moving, <laughs> and how to enhance uh, voluntary movement. Um, the third book is about a complete new and forgotten system. That's the one, that's the one I wanted to yeah. and <laughs> hear about. And it's about interoception. So interoception um, is everything the brain achieves from the inside of your body. So interoception is um, um, to the brain needs a map what's going on in the body in regards to the autonomic controlling system. So about your gut function, about the function of your organs, from your heart, blood pressure, your breathing. So all these kind of things play a huge role um, in regards to health and in regards to performance. The interoceptive system, so the interoception lives in a special brain area. So we, we have an option to, to activate it mm. when we know what's communicating with this area. And this area is called the insular lobe. And what is fantastic, the insular lobe is, gives body-wise information, emotions. So in this book, we are dealing with depression, anxiety, etc., stress symptoms, uh, eating disorders. Yeah, they all also are brain-driven. They are not mental in the first, or uh, uh, psychologic in the first round. They became, at some point, mental issues or, or, or psychological issues, but at first it is proprioceptive or interoceptive in nature. So we have an organ that gives you information. So fatigue, while you're, when you're fighting, when you feel, oh my gosh, that hurts. Oh my gosh, I'm tired. So fatigue is a feeling. It's not a state of physiological um, markers. <laughs> so when you train the interoceptive system, the same amount of intensity, the same amount of work feels different after that you still get your go-to-go. If you have an insular issue, it maybe says, stop it. I'm not sure what's going on inside your body. So the interoceptive is so, system is so important. The brain, regardless of what you are doing, the brain asked, hey, what's going on inside? Can I do the next step? And we are not aware of it. It is subconscious. And so it was very, very important for us to, to talk about interoception because nobody talks about it. Mm -hmm. And most of the trainer worldwide didn't know about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And for many people with emotional issues, with 
um, gut issues, etc., etc., et maybe are not as compromised as they think when you look at other disciplines onto that symptom. Maybe they just have to do a lot of interoception work and they feel okay again. Anxiety goes away or just they are more able to handle it. Any kind of addiction is also a huge part of the insulope. And think about regeneration. So the interoceptive system controls and regulates sympathetic to parasympathetic activity. So when you, most of the time, when you are good at sport, there is a shift towards the sympathetic nervous system mm -hmm. and you are at some point not over uh, able to uh, regenerate as good as you should mm -hmm. or as you can. And then think about overtraining and also the insula has a lot to do with stability. Mm -hmm. Um, with movement, uh, with motor learning, etc., etc. It's not just that it gives information about um, what's going on inside in regards to autonomic homeostatic um, uh, markers. It is also in. It has also to do with your uh, performance mm -hmm. and your motor learning, and yes. So it's, it's a very interesting topic for yeah. me. And that is why we all focus on, on that topic. Because I think, uh, like for me, jujitsu, when I think about what you're saying, first thing that like, jujitsu is helping me get, get that, aware, that awareness, I feel like my body, mm -hmm. in my own body. And then uh, I, gone, I went too much sympathetic, yeah? Everybody in my life. Does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, fighting my whole life, competing. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, like that's why the, the tact with, you know, the kind of things that kind of helped me. Also, I think get get kind of more into a homeostasis. Yes, and it's really really helped me. Yeah, and uh, and yeah. we can more precise, and that is what the book is for. Yeah, it's so amazing. you you target it, maybe a little bit per accident. Yeah, and now you have more with a new book, maybe more direct ways to target the different symptoms, so stress symptoms, gut issues, <coughs> etc., no, depression some emotional issues, social issues. Yeah. And it's a big deal, I think. Yeah. And <laughs> I think I'm, I, I really, really want to know how big that shit storm will be. <laughs> so when you, because there's a whole industry that sells drugs for this symptoms. Right. <laughs> Pharmaceutical. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we will see. But yeah. hey, I'm used to shit shops. <laughs> no. And I, I really appreciate your, your passion. And, mm -hmm. and, you know, and then, of course, your precision, <laughs> you know, from, mm -hmm. from the passion. So I, I wanted to just kind of maybe close up. And mm -hmm. you know, how can people find, find out about you and your books and things like that? Oh, really? We live in the world. We have something called Internet. <laughs> <laughs> you got heard of it. <laughs> um, so... Um, I'm not the big social media guy, so I'm not so active. Sure. But you can just go on uh, how they just called with the pictures. The Instagram. Instagram, Instagram yes. <laughs> so why, if, why stalk you? <laughs> <laughs> why I stalk you, my guy, my friend. So um, you find Lars Leinhardt uh -huh. at uh, uh, on uh, Instagram. Instagram. When you do Google my name. Uh -huh. 
So NeuroAthletic is another uh, Instagram uh, you can look up. Yeah. So NeuroAthletic Training. Mm -hmm. But to find me, it's Lars Leanhardt. Mm -hmm. and, and just Google maybe Z-Health. Mm -hmm. Tech fit or whatever, yeah. it's it's out there. They're yeah. focused on, on, a neurocentric, brain-based approach to fitness, health, and performance. Well, thank you so much for. Just, oh, let's talk thank about these you things. to be here. I and really I'm looking. It. I'm looking for the book. I'm looking to read the book in English. <laughs> <laughs> so my guys, it's all written my... in German. <laughs> <laughs> so it's right now in German, but uh, I look forward to. Uh, I'll, I'll find a way if I have to have my yeah. stepfather, my German stepfather, translate it for me. Uh, Luckily, yeah. he loves me, but I'm sure it will. Yeah, yeah give me feedback about it. Thank <laughs> you, sir. Thank you. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it.